Welcome into another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. We are just a day away from LSU's season opener against Georgia Southern in Tiger Stadium at 6.30 Central on SEC Network. That's a change from ESPNU due to Hurricane Dorian rolling up on the Florida coast. To talk with me, Billy Ambody, about LSU season opener against Georgia Southern, we're going to bring in Shay Dixon and Sonny Ship, guys. It's uh, time for Toe to Meet Leather and kick off the season. How we doing? Great, man. Great. Finally, uh, you said it right there. Finally, some football to watch. NFL preseason is over, so we don't have to watch any more of that garbage. And now, finally, we get some good college football. And what a uh, tomorrow morning is going to be like a lot of a lot of folks waking up on Christmas morning. Well, you know me, Billy. I'm going to be doing some research for the site tomorrow. Uh, I won't be in the press box. It's the first day they're serving beer in the stadium, so I'm going to just go check out all the vendors and report back for us. I think that's a pretty logical thing for you to do, and I'm happy you brought that up, Shay. I, I, I really uh, eight bucks a beer. Are you going to be expensing that, or is you, or do you have coupons? Kind of how's that? How's that working out? I thought that you had the Redskins uh, card on you from your time with uh, with Washington. I didn't realize that this was on me. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, well, that's me. Uh, co- corporate credit card there uh, for the Washington Redskins. Um, no, you gotta you gotta ask Darius Geis. Maybe he'll 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 t- he'll treat you or, or Devin White. You know, he's back in town. Those guys are the big money now. There's the those are the ones you got to get close with. This one's on Dan Snyder and Billy and Buddy. <laughs> well, all right then, uh, and. Speaking of that, we talked about case testing all the beer and wine in Tiger Stadium. Quick shout out to everybody that showed up to our first happy hour uh, of uh, the season. We're going to try to do that more uh, often. Thank you to Lance Paddock for hosting us on uh, our happy hour at Hayride Scandal. Definitely check it out there just off of college uh, and I-10 in Baton Rouge. Great cocktails, bartenders, cool setting. Um, Sonny, sorry you were... uh, being a, a parent to uh, your, your children, but Shay and I uh, certainly had a, a good time. Hey, man, I was thinking about y'all. I was probably the only parent at Lancaster Elementary School with a flask. <laughs> well, you were having your own happy hour then. But uh, yeah, everyone, thanks for coming out uh, to that uh, awesome, awesome time. And we'll let you know when we do it again soon. But definitely check out Hayride Scandal. Uh, boys, enough with the banter. Uh, LSU. Uh, the season opener is upon us. A lot of kind of question marks around maybe some suspensions. Ed Ogeron was asked about that specifically on Thursday night. He wouldn't really give up much on that. Shay, you were there. Um, what was kind of the vibe you got from Ogeron? You know, it was one of those, it was as expected. Um, and Sonny had kind of made a joke about it on the board. He's not going to come out and say, yep, look, here's who's suspended. Here's why. Here's for how long. Uh, instead, he just quickly and uh, and honestly, I think, uh, just said, look, all suspensions are going to be handled in-house. He did say just like a year ago. We remember then uh, with the season kickoff against Miami, some guys sat, but we didn't know about it until kind of right at game time, right? And I think that's what Orgeron was hinting at is that, uh, yes, there's rumors out there. And if those rumors are, are proven to be true, you guys will find out about it tomorrow night because – uh, I'm not saying anything beforehand. So my guess is this, and we've heard so many different names tossed around, but 
if some guys are sitting out tomorrow night, it will be very evident early on during warmups and they may be dressed out and not playing. They may not be dressed out at all in street clothes, but afterwards, and he's done this before, Orgeron will confirm, yes, you know, X, Y, and Z were held out for, you know, violation of team rules and we're handling it internally. And from there, I don't think we'll know any more about uh, if they'll play versus Texas or they'll be back on the field. Uh, but I do think that uh, it's one of those things where you haven't seen it broken yet just because there's a lot of kind of talk going around on not enough, not enough confirmed talk, I should say, going around of who it will be, how long it will be. So uh, we're just going to let this one play out and see tomorrow night. Yeah, that's pretty standard for Ed Ogeron and what he's uh, kind of done. A, another one uh, that we'll be watching as well is one won't be suspended and, and going into last year was certainly uh, dealing with his own uh, battle with the NCAA, but that was Christian Fulton. He's a little banged up right now. Ed Ogeron said he's about 90%. I think it'll be interesting to see if, if he does play. I, I think if, if LSU opened with Texas, he'd be out there. But if it were me, I'd kind of play it safe or, or, or potentially limit his, uh, his snap count a bit, Sonny. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't need Christian Fulton out there now. I'm uh, if if he's ninety percent, I'm totally you know I'm totally fine with giving him a couple of series out there just to kind of you know just to just to let him see a different type of game speed. Uh, you know the kid obviously wants to play, so I'm fine with giving him two giving him two series, giving him three series, but leaving it that. You're not going to need him against uh, Georgia Southern's, you know, Georgia Southern's triple option attack. You're talking about a team that had a 49 to nine run to pass ratio last year, a quarterback in Shy Wirtz who topped the hundred yard mark passing only three times last year. Now he can run the ball. He's effective running the ball. Georgia Southern was seventh in the country uh, in, in running the football last year. They lost a lot of firepower at running back, but the most work that Christian Fulton is going to get is coming up and having to play in run support. So if you want to give him a few series, I'm fine with that, you know, just to, like I said, just to work off some rust. He did miss the, uh, the last four games last year with a foot injury. And I feel the same way about guys like Rashard Lawrence, Grant Delpit, um, you know, the list goes on of the guys that LSU had banged up at certain part at, at certain parts of camp. Now, I think Rashard Lawrence and Grant Delpit they play a little they they play more. But if they play if they play past the sec if they play into the second half, then I, I I'm questioning that move right there. And it's not as a uh, when I say that I'm not being disrespectful to Georgia Southern. Because I think Georgia Southern is a uh, is a solid opening opponent. I'm saying it more as a respect factor for what LSU has in the two deep. LSU has plenty of safeties that haven't played a lot that need to get some playing time. Eric Monroe is is a guy who comes to mind. Cameron Lewis is another guy who comes to mind at, uh, you know, he's backing up Kerry Vincent at nickel. He could see some time at safety. You look at the defensive line, Braden Fajoko missed the last four, three or four games last year. Give him some more time. Glenn Logan, 
uh, Neil Farrell, you know, the list goes on of the young defensive linemen that LSU has. So I'm all for these guys who were, you know, who were banged up, but are, but can play, give them some time, give them some reps. But in that second half, let's see what that two deep can do because the guys on the, on, on the second team of that two deep, you're going to need them at some point this year with all the, with all the injuries that pile up over a, you know, a 12, 13, 14 game season. Yeah, and and like you said, don't think it's a it's a big deal for Christian Fulton right now in terms of what he's dealing with, whatever it is. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's on the field. But like you said, this triple option not necessarily going to sling the the rock around the football field at all. Um, and so you know, Christian Fulton maybe sitting out, taking some plays, um, and and getting a little bit healthier for next week wouldn't be a bad thing. And um, but there's really, for me, outside of kind of watching some of these veteran players that might, you know, be, I would say, limited on snap counts and things like that. That's kind of the only thing I'm interested on in, in terms of LSU defensively. They've got so many pieces coming back. Um, interested to see Derek Stingley Jr., of course, in his first action and Caleb on Chasson in his first action uh, since his torn ACL. But um, Che, all eyes are on this offense taking the field. Sonny had a great piece on it. Um, but we're finally going to get to see it unveiled uh, Saturday night. Yeah, and I think we will see it unveiled. And I, we had asked Orgeron on Thursday night about after practice, the final practice, to just do one more walkthrough uh, and said, look, straight up is, do you go into this one and just be vanilla? You know, do you have to show everything or go into your new offense uh, to beat Georgia Southern? Is it worth it uh, to put stuff out there uh, before you play Texas in week two. And without hesitation, he said, look, we're coming guns blazing. Uh, we need to put this new offense onto the field. Uh, we need it for our own sake, you know, to work out some uh, whatever wrinkles you might have, or at least to get into a rhythm. Um, and just from talking to people around the program, I get this sense and how it was described to me makes sense. LSU is going to play Georgia Southern. Texas is going to play a lot of tech on Sunday. Uh, everybody gets back. The, all the coaching staffs will break down film. Guys have the day off. And then you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to really practice. Thursday is usually a light day. Friday, uh, obviously, is a travel day. So it's one of those things where, what, you've got kind of three practices to prepare for a team. And I think what LSU wants to do is say, look, we know we saw for 12, 13 games what Tim Beck wants to do on offense with Ellinger and, um, and this Texas team. They don't know what LSU wants to do. So throw everything out there and make Texas look at every single thing that they might have to do to come up with, um, you know, for Todd Orlando to come up with a, a game plan for uh, what Insminger and Joe Brady's offense will look like now. And uh, I think they want to make it tough on them by throwing, uh, as Orgeron said, coming out guns blazing, throwing the kitchen sink out there uh, and giving Texas kind of a short window to say, all right, damn, we need to not only touch on X, Y, and Z, but also A, B, C, D, E, F, and uh, all these other things that you know we haven't seen them doing in the past. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think everybody is, is looking forward to seeing the LSU offense. Uh, we'll have plenty more coverage on, on what to watch for in this one in our official preview, which will be online by the time you're listening to this podcast with our predictions, which we'll get to at the end of the podcast. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the recruiting side of this one. LSU expected to host plenty of visitors this weekend, um, and none unofficially, or excuse me, none officially, but uh, a pretty talented group of prospects hitting Baton Rouge to take in the season opener. We'll touch on that. 
right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Shay Dixon, Sonny Ship, joining myself, Billy Embody, on the pod today. Please take a second, leave us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button. Uh, and also subscribe to Go 24-7 as uh, we have the entire visitor list ex- of the expected prospects up already uh, for you to browse and check out. A uh, couple key targets still out there for LSU that are expected on campus as well as uh, some 2020 commitments as well. Uh, as a quick aside, I was out at Kayshawn Butte's practice uh, earlier this week. He's the top 50 overall prospect on the 24-7 Sports Composite. He's been committed to LSU as long as anybody in the class, but Bama is making a push, and we have a full update on him and where things stand with the LSU-Alabama battle that is raging on into his senior season. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Butte, though, looked the part. He's one of the most impressive athletes in the country, has elite, elite track speed, uh, was productive last year for Westgate and New Iberia, uh, and he told me he's looking to have over 2,000 all-purpose yards, 30 touchdowns, and, and cap his senior season with a state championship. He's got the talent to do it. Uh, his senior season will kick off here shortly, um, but enjoyed watching him practice. I also checked out 2021 quarterback prospect Garrett Nussmeyer on Thursday night in his season opener. Uh, they fell to Arlington Bowie 21-14. Uh, I thought for the most part, though, Nussmeyer looked really good. He uh, his, his team, he certainly... Uh, didn't get help too much with some drops. They had seven drops that probably would have pushed them to about 300 uh, passing yards. Um, but really, we'll have all of those clips so you can watch on Go 24-7 over the weekend. Uh, but Nussmeyer has great arm, great arm strength for just somebody who's a, a junior um, and, and you know really polished, I thought, competed really hard. Uh, he's got some moxie to him. Fades away a little bit too much at times, um, but he was under pressure all night. Um, from that Arlington Bowie uh, front. But overall, was impressed with Nussmeyer. He, he dropped a few dimes um, out there as well. So we'll have those full clips up and then, of course, have uh, kind of where things stand with him in the recruiting process as uh, he's one of LSU's top 2021 targets uh, entering his junior year. Um, so they'll be keeping a close eye on him. Shay, uh, you put together the visitor list, uh, an impressive group. Uh, of prospects hitting campus for LSU, though. Uh, run us down a couple of the names that, that really stood out to you um, before people go over to go247.com to check out the rest. Yeah, well, we know they've got a slew of commitments coming in, and uh, Jaquel and Roy and Coy Moore, two guys who committed 
uh, really over the last month, you know, six weeks or now the dead period's over. Uh, they can get back to campus. You mentioned Butte. They'll have some local guys like Major Burns, uh, Jalen Lee, the defensive lineman out of Live Oak. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the week, Billy. Uh, a big kid coming in, Elias Ricks, the number one corner in the country, uh, plays for IMG on Friday night and will come in on Saturday for the game. Uh, Eric Taylor, the Bama defensive lineman, uh, who's committed to the Tigers, a guy I think a lot of people are probably sleeping on, uh, will be there. And then uh, you can catch the full uncommitted list uh, of guys who aren't committed to LSU that'll be there uh, on the site. As you mentioned, they've got some big kids from Texas coming in, uh, a big guy from Tennessee coming in. Uh, but I will say uh, one name for now to know, of course, is Guillory, Jacobian Guillory out of uh, Alexandria. Um, the top target left in state for him, for sure. They want to finish with a bang on the D-line, and uh, and he's that priority. And then for next year, uh, Chris Hilton on a super talented Zachary squad. Uh, we've seen he's won state titles in track and football, uh, very good basketball player. He's got all of the offers you would want, uh, kind of a who's who uh, offer list, including LSU. So he's the guy that's going to battle to be the top player in the state, if not one of the top players. We already have him ranked. Uh, very high on 24-7 sports. So uh, it should be a nice weekend for him, Billy, given it's uh, Georgia Southern, you know, not a marquee game, but uh, it is the home opener and it is a chance for a lot of these guys to see the new football ops building and the new um, everything, you know, the the locker room and uh, the updated weight room that has kind of gone on over the past year and the new nutrition center. Uh, remember, all that got revealed over the summer and immediately hit the dead period. So a lot of guys getting to see that for the first time. Yeah, and, and Sonny, I mean, we talked about it before we started recording, though. But, the, I mean, I think in terms of 2020, the biggest name that's hitting campus right now, Jacoby and Guillory, it's game one. He's got a chance to, you know, I mean, he could have gone all the way to Alabama-Duke, I guess, but that's a neutral site matchup. Uh, but game one of the season, he's back in Baton Rouge. Well, we've stated, uh, we've all stated this, and since back during the summer when, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk that, that Alabama was the, uh, you know, had emerged as a team to beat for Jacoby and Guillory. And uh, he was, you know, he was contemplating a July announcement. Then, of course, he pushed that announcement back to the All-American Bowl in January. And one of the things that we that we all agreed on is we said, okay, let's wait and let's watch and let's see what his actions dictate. What do his actions say? What campuses does he sh do? Does he show up on during the fall? We looked at that with Ishmael Sopcher last year, a telling sign for us that that LSU uh, had quite a bit of work to do was when he skipped out on the LSU Georgia game and, and attended Alabama and and Missouri and and did it kind of on the download. Whereas with Guillory, you know, we see him making the trip up from from Alexandria for Georgia Southern. Now, obviously, I'm sure he has a lot of interest in checking out the new facilities and things like that. But this is one notch right here. So now, you know, you start you start adding those notches up as you progress through the season. And if all of a sudden you're looking at, OK, he made one, you know, he, he made one Bama game. He made two Bama games. He pops up in Baton Rouge three, four, five times. Well, then I think that's you know you can start to look at that as a as a real positive note for LSU. And I think right now, with where LSU stands, uh, you know, relative to to where Alabama stands, I like where LSU stands a little bit more right now. I think that when Jaquelin Roy 
when he committed to LSU at his announcement in late June. Kobe and Guillory, if he wouldn't have been on vacation, he was going to attend that announcement. Jacobian, Jay, uh, Jaquelin, and Jalen Lee have all talked about uh, playing together at Baton Rouge, being able to come in, help them win championships. And I think that relationship and that camaraderie that they have, that that's something else that could play into uh, in, in, into LSU's favor when you start comparing the, the pros and cons, you know, of what I think will ultimately be an LSU-Alabama battle for Jacoby and Guillory. Well said, well said. And uh, lastly, uh, Will Wade and the Tigers are hosting their first official visitor of the fall. Uh, Three-star big man uh, and really somebody who's been on the rise late this summer, Bradley Ezewiro, uh, a new uh, addition to Oak Hill Academy, um, will be on campus for his official visit. It's his first official visit. LSU was really the first-time major to jump on him. Now he's got a top six of USC, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, um, Virginia Tech, and LSU are, are all in there battling, and, and LSU set to host him for his first official visit. He arrived Thursday evening. So we'll be tracking that one as well on the basketball side of things. Uh, but, boys, time's time to lay the cards on the table. Um, Sonny, let's start with you. How do you feel this uh, game is going to play out? Well, I think what's going to happen is I think LSU is going to come out in the first quarter. I think they're going to have some early fireworks. Um, I do think that Georgia Southern is going to keep the game relative, relatively close in the first half. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to have some of the fans on edge a little bit. But I think in the second half, I think LSU's depth starts to take over. I think LSU's uh, advantage in the trenches, they really start to wear down the Georgia Southern defense. And that Joe Burrow and uh, his wide receiver and tight end core, that they, um, they, they start to find a little bit more success against Georgia Southern. One thing about Georgia Southern is that they, do, they have two very talented cornerbacks. Uh, one was a second-team All-American with Pro Football Focus last year. The other one was a first-team All-Sunbelt uh, performer. So they have some talent on the outside. The problem is they're both 5'11", and LSU has some big physical receivers. Jamar Chase, 6'1", Terrace Marshall, 6'3", 6'4", Racy McMath, 6'2", but all of those guys are strong and physical, and I think all of that just kind of starts to add up into the second half, and uh, I've got LSU covering the spread as of this morning via Sportsline, our partner with uh, CBSSports.com. had this had the spread LSU favored by 27 and a half. I've got LSU winning 42 to 10. Perfectly said. Uh, Shay, you're up next. Uh, what do you got to add to that, fella? Uh, man, you know, I'm I think this one keeps it short. LSU's gonna learn about fundamentals this weekend, and I think that's a good thing. You play a triple option team, know your assignments, stay in your lane, stay in your gaps just play assignment football and tackle. If they can do that, they'll have no issues. Uh, And I think the offense is going to have a big day. I've got them uh, winning big. I think that they'll cover. Uh, I saw, I saw this stat. I'll give it to you on the way out that Orgeron is, has never covered the spread against a non-conference team uh, in a game like this, obviously through a 12 game stretch. So uh, I think he breaks that curse. They're going to cover the spread. I've got them winning big. Very nice. Good stat on the way out. Uh, I'll keep mine short as well. LSU uh, going to debut this new offense. 
take care of business. It wouldn't surprise me if some of the young running backs had big days. John Emery, Ty Davis-Price getting in there, getting their feet wet ahead of uh, their big Week 2 matchup against Texas. I don't think LSU is going to you know, take their foot off the gas or anything like that. They're going to want to show show off this offense in front of a, a nice crowd of recruits, um, but they don't have to show too much. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't think they're going to get incredibly creative. They'll just kind of do uh, what they're going to, I guess, plan on doing this season, go a little up-tempo, show that off, get into a little, little bit of a rhythm, but not do anything too exotic. Uh, and I think the defense shuts down the triple option for the most part. I got LSU 45, Georgia Southern 13. One of those, uh, maybe like a late touchdown uh, on some of the reserves that'll get uh, Dave Aranda seething. But with that, guys, it's time for football. It's time to wrap up this podcast. Uh, everyone, stay tuned to Go 24-7 all weekend as we'll have your coverage pre, during, post-game, uh, as well as recruit reactions uh, to LSU season opener against Georgia Southern at 6.30 Central uh, in Tiger Stadium on the SEC Network. Keep it locked on Go 24-7, and everyone have a safe uh, and fun uh, season opening weekend of college football.